The following episode of Dead Rabbit Radio contains highly disturbing audio. Listener discretion is advised. A recent scientific experiment shows what may happen if you traveled backwards in time and had sex with a caveman. Spoiler alert, nothing good. Nothing good's going to come out of it. And then we travel to Virginia to take a look at a bizarre mystery that is currently going on and one that is barely being investigated by the Lynchburg Police Department out there. When a young man is found dead in his apartment, the police quickly call case closed. He died of natural causes. But how could they come to that conclusion when not only was his apartment full of blood and feces, there's also videotape of him screaming for help as he's brutally being murdered. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun. Trust me, you probably won't be by the end of this episode. We got two stories. One's a nice, fun one about having sex with cavemen. The second story's pretty disturbing, even for Dead Rabbit Radio. Um, We'll get to that after the fun one, after I've gotten you... Uh, got you to laugh a little bit. Oh man, it makes me mad. That second story really makes me mad, but we'll get to that in a second. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now, let's give it up to one of our longtime Patreon supporters. Everyone on your feet for Banked Sassy Pants. Woohoo! Yeah, come on in, Banked Sassy Pants. Walk on into Dead Rabbit Command. I'm recording this episode at 10 p.m. I probably shouldn't clap so loud. Banked, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. You can also right now help us with our wiki project started by Germ. The Dead Rabbit Radio wiki is in the show notes. We're really looking at building that up. So thank you so much. Banked Sassy Pants, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the hair hovercraft. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Glide us all the way out too. The Salt Lakes of Utah. Banked is driving us on out there. He's doing donuts in the salt. Everyone's eyes are all red by the time we get there. Every so often, I play this game with myself. I do a lot of this stuff. I have the amnesia game. I talked about that before on the show where I walk around like the movie section of a Walmart or a Best Buy and I pretend I had amnesia for the past 20 years. And I'm amazed at all the movies. (laughs) I keep myself highly entertained. I spend a lot of time alone. So I'll be like, oh my god, there's a Transformers 4? Like, what? I didn't know they made a Transformers 1. And I'm like looking on the back of the movies. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch these movies. And people are like, okay, maybe after Transformers 3, you should uh, curb your expectations. Because they get pretty bad after 3. I play this game. Wow, there's an Avengers Endgame. What? And then you find out, imagine if you found out today there was 20 years worth of superhero movies. I mean, only seven or eight of them are worth watching, but that that doesn't matter, right? You have 20 years of Marvel movies, and you're like, what? You have that. Like, I played this amnesia game with myself when I'm I'm alone in a big store. I'm like, what? Kiwis? Three for a dollar? What? What's a kiwi? Uh, the other game I play with myself is sometimes when I'm walking down the street, because I always have a backpack on, because I don't have a car. I walk everywhere, and I shop, and I'm carrying stuff around. <laughs> like a hobo. I basically outed myself as an amnesiac and a hobo. 
I um, play this game and I go, what if I got teleported back in time right now? I got teleported back to the Knights of the Roundtable age, right? Like that famous documentary, The Black Knight, starring Martin Lawrence. You get teleported back and there's like castles. Yeah, I know. I know that's on another continent. Just, just play with me, right? You get teleported back in time and I'm walking around this castle and there's like this old man. And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a new dude to be on my court. And then there's like a mean, bad advisor who's trying to take over the, the court. Basically, I imagine that I'm in a Disney Channel movie. I'm walking around, you know, the you know, the tropes. Right. And I think here's the thing. If I traveled back in time right now and I had to defeat an evil advisor to this aging king, and I traveled back with the items I have on me right now. How well would I fare? How well could I get by? Now, in The Black Knight, Martin Lawrence had a CD player. I don't know why that movie left such an impression on me. Martin, If you guys don't even know what I'm talking about, uh, Martin Lawrence worked at a medieval theme park, and then he fell into some hay or fell into the river. And when he came out of the river or the hay, I don't remember, he was back in time. And it was basically it was basically the same thing. There was an evil guy trying to take over the thing. And I remember it was so funny. Wait, actually, another thing about it, was this Martin Lawrence? Or am I thinking of a Disney Channel movie? It could have been in one of the movies. And it was either in The Black Knight starring Martin Lawrence or some children's film that I don't remember the title to. They defeated the evil bad guy because the bad guy was really good with swords, right? They couldn't beat him with swords. And they had a CD player. Remember those little portable CD players? And, you know, CD players uses a laser to read the CD. They use the laser. You can't do this in real life, but you also can't teleport back in time either. I don't know why I was so hung up on this detail. As the bad guy's coming at them to kill them with the sword, whoever was the star of the movie opens up the CD player and shoots the laser beam out of the CD player, which is, again, just to use to, re to read a, a compact disc, and it blinds the guy. Ah! And then he like fell off the building <laughs> into the river or into hay. I don't remember. And that was the end of the movie. But point is, is like, imagine if I was walking on the street or you were walking on the street and you were sent back in time 200 years with only the stuff you had on you. So normally, like I have a backpack that would seem magical. I have phones, but, you know, the battery's going to die soon. So I could be like, I'm a wizard. Look at this phone. And they're like, can I see it? And you're like, nope. And you shut it off because you'd have to conserve that battery power, right? You could show them some images. You're showing your, like, WebMs and GIFs that you have saved on there. They're like, oh, that kitten is trapped in your phone. Can I see it? I'm like, nope. Well, I'll pull it out in another convenient time. But the magic only works every once in a while. And when, once the battery runs out and the magic's gone, I usually have... What else do I have in my backpack? I have medicine. I have, like, muscle relaxers. I can be throwing those into the Black Knight's mouth as he's about to go. He's like, oh, I'm getting sleepy. He can't hold up the sword anymore. But yeah, it's like, what could you I usually have like a knife and pepper spray and stuff like that? I mean, those, those are actual weapons. I probably should have named those first. I think about this. I wouldn't say all the time, but it does pop up in my head. I do think what would happen if zombies attacked right now? What would happen if a dog attacked right now? <laughs> That's a pretty constant thing going through my head. I'm constantly turning my head on a swivel because uh, we have a whole episode about the dog attack. And then I'll put it in the show notes. And then what if I traveled back in time with what I have on me? Now, obviously, I would appear as a god because I have, like, all of this metal. I guess they had metal back then, but I have all these, I have these devices that I only show them occasionally. My clothes would be magical, right? I have really cool boxer shorts. And actually, that's a good segue because what we're going to be looking at here 
is not, this is not an episode about the things I do when I'm alone. It's about, I've defeated the Black Knight, right? He's sleeping in the hay. He's dying of an overdose of muscle relaxers. I poured them all in his mouth. I go, I'm the villain now. And now it's time to boink the beautiful princess, right? That's part of it. That's part of the story. You get to have sex with the princess because now you're the king and she's your queen. That's a cool end of the story, right? You find true love. You're trapped back in time. You're going to die of dysentery in about two weeks. But until then, you're going to have the hand of this fair maiden. Now, I always thought, you know, we'd be compatible. But according to this recent science that's coming out, yeah, we'd be compatible in some ways. But is it possible that my 21st century body would actually kill, not on purpose, even though I just declared myself the villain, is it possible that my 21st century body could accidentally kill a 14th century princess? It's an intriguing thought, isn't it? And it's quite disturbing. Let's take a look at this scientific experiment that just went on. There's a guy named Nicholas Rode. Well, I'll tell you right now, when he did this experiment, he never once thought it would be extrapolated to could Jason have sex with a princess. He never once popped in his head. But Nicholas Rode works for the Center for Functional and Evolutionary Biology. And he goes, I want to run a test on something. He goes, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys, those little things you used to be able to get out of the back of comic books. You, they're brine is what they actually are. They're little tiny sea creatures. And what's interesting about them, and the reason why you can ship them across the country, is once they lay eggs, those eggs are dormant until the environment is just right for them to hatch. So you can have these eggs last for decades, decades. These eggs can just sit there, and once you add the right amount of water, they'll hatch. Now, the interesting thing about sea monkeys is that they evolve very rapidly because they're constantly giving birth, right? They're constantly having new little babies, and so we can actually see adaptations in our lifetime of the sea monkey. And so Nicholas Rode goes, what if we actually introduced a current sea monkey to a sea monkey from the past and made them have sex? Like, what would happen? Because what we know is the mating procedure of the sea monkey is the dudes grab on to the girls and they don't let them go. They'll hold on to them, they'll impregnate them, and then they'll hold on to them a little bit longer. Not because they want to cuddle, it's because they want to make sure that these female sea monkeys don't go out and have sex with other male sea monkeys. They want their genetic offspring to be birthed by this female. So over time, the sea monkeys have developed pretty, the male ones, have developed pretty strong hands. They've developed pretty well-defined strong hands and the ones who could grab onto the females the longest and hold them the longest were the ones whose children would be birthed. And the ones with the tiny little hands, they couldn't grab onto the women. They wouldn't pass on those tiny little hands. Now, evolution is always an arms race. So the females, because they want the strongest males of the species to have babies with, they've developed over time to become better wrestlers. The strongest females are the ones who can get away from the dudes quicker. And then they choose their mate. They make sure that they're mating with the singular strongest man they can come across. And they're passing on their wrestling genes to their female descendants. So we've seen this within our lifetime. And what Nicholas said is he goes, let's take sea monkeys, 
He didn't use the term sea monkey over and over again. That's me. I just love that word. Let's take some brine from the Salt Lakes in Utah because we know that they're there. And because these eggs last for so long and because we know the geological history of these different areas, I'm going to gather eggs from 1985. I'm going to gather eggs from 1996. And I'm going to gather eggs from 2007. And we're going to hatch them. We're going to put them in water. We're going to watch them hatch. And then I'm going to introduce them to each other. (laughs) It's a little dinner party. He goes, what happened is if you took a 1985 female who has not evolved to be a strong wrestler, she has not been giving offspring off this whole time. Her offspring has not been getting stronger and stronger and stronger to counteract the physical strength and the grasping power of the male sea monkeys. If you take a female from 1985 and introduce it to a male from 2007 who has the little hands, better articulation, who has more strength, if you introduce those two groups, and they're separated by about 160 generations, you had a 12% chance that the female would die. She couldn't wrestle out of the grip of this guy. He was too strong. He was killing the women. And not only that, he this was during copulation, the woman would either be killed just by the strength or the dude would never let go. Like even after impregnating it, still, you know, just hanging out. Now the dude, now the dude's just swimming around doing his own thing. The woman couldn't feed. The woman could not escape to go and raise the children, to eat, to just get a second alone. They died, 12% chance. So would that, I thought about that. Like if I went back in time, let's pass the princess. Let's pass the European fiefdom princess. If I went back in time and banged a cave woman, I think she would probably kill me. I think she would probably physically be so much stronger than me, right? She's sure she'd probably be enamored by my charm, even though she can't understand a word I'm saying. I keep holding up my phone. I'm like, huh, huh? She would probably physically be able to overpower me. I'm sure a cave woman, a Neanderthal woman, could overpower a modern man. So I don't know how well it correlates to to humans, right? But I imagine like if I went, I'm just, if if I had sex through the ages, I'm sure by the time like the Egyptians were walking around and you had like Cleopatra, I think we, I think we would have sex and that would be fine because the only thing I know about Cleopatra is she was played by Elizabeth Taylor. I think like there are certain time periods where I could have sex with women in the past and not die. And then you, I think you would start to hit a point in time. Actually, not to think about it, I'm sure some pilgrim woman. I don't know why these women are all trying to kill me. I'm not saying that they would ride me so hard. I'm all, uh. But you know what I mean? Like, phys- I'm trying to think, like, at what point would I, as a 21st century man, because I think, like, a pilgrim, let's take pilgrims, for example. If you had a pilgrim dude and a pilgrim woman, that pilgrim dude is stronger than that pilgrim woman. But I'm going to bet a dollar to a donut that a pilgrim woman is stronger than me. Because she's out there with, like, pitchforks and stuff. Throwing hay, finding Martin Lawrence in the hay. She's like, get out of there. Sewing. I imagine that's really good for your forearms, right? They didn't have sewing machines, so she's constantly sewing stuff. She's like, oh, another flag. How many of these do I need? 50? Oh, man. I'm sure, like, she... I'm sure, like, pilgrim women were pretty, like... I wouldn't say, like, yoked. But I'm sure they were, I'm sure one of them could take me to this is basically what I'm saying. The European princess, I don't think, could kill me. 
let's go forward in time. You're like, no, Jason, please stop. Go to the disturbing story. This is actually creepier than I thought it would be. I wonder if I went forward in time, would I be able to have sex with women from the future? Because I imagine that they would be like frail and stuff because they wouldn't be doing nothing. They'd have robots to sew all those flags. You just have robots walking around. I could probably beat up a dude from the future. I bet you there is that moment where you could look, you could pretty much take any warrior from the past and they could beat me up. And then you could probably take any peasant from the past and they could probably beat me up. But in the future, like when everyone's kind of just like walking around being all philosophical and stuff and being like, what? Robots do everything. I just get to sit and do art. Dude, I would I would control. I would be like Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. I'd just be walking around pushing everybody. I think I could take them. I think I could take them. And I think that's where the danger would be. Like if I went far enough in the future, who knows how frail the human body will be, right? So I probably could have sex with people from the past is what I'm saying. I think I could be in danger. I don't think they would be in danger. But go basically, I'm just about to warn women of the future. Look out. You might be killed if I have sex with you. I'm talking like hundreds, thousands of years in the future women that I meet from here on out. Don't be worried. I'm talking about like evolutionary wise. Is it possible that the human, because I think that's kind of the theory, right? The One of the theories is that gray aliens are humans from the future. The human body becomes more and more frail. So if I went into the future, that might be cool because I get to like float around on Saturn and stuff. But I would be super celibate. I'm like, oh, man, I don't get to have any sex. And they're like, well, we got these sex robots. And I was like, okay, that'll work. And then I get crushed by one. So I guess the moral of the story is be careful who you have sex with. It was a really, this was a really long PSA because people in the past could probably physically kill you if things gone wrong. And people in the future, you might accidentally kill them. Let's go ahead, banked sassy pants. Let's go ahead and move away from that fascinating story slash fascinating look at my psyche. I'm going to toss you the keys of the carpenter copter. We're leaving behind the Salt Lakes. Take us all the way out to Lynchburg, Virginia. This is an interesting story, and it was sent to me by someone on Twitter named psych for fun I'll admit... First off, thank you very much, Psych for Fun. I'll admit, when Psych for Fun first sent me this story, I thought I was being trolled. This story is so unbelievable, I thought this might have been a parody news website. Like, I actually started Googling some more, and I was like, "What? this is, this is insane. This story is nuts. Like, I skimmed it. At first, and I was like, this can't be real. This can't be as bad as this article's making it out to be. And the more I dug into it, it is true. It's horrifying. And I'm going to play a piece of audio in a bit. I will warn you before it comes up. It is terrifying. And um, I debated whether or not to play it for you. And the reason why I want to play it for you is because it will make you mad. It will infuriate you at the Lynchburg Police Department in Lynchburg, Virginia. Let's go ahead and get this story started. And again, psych for fun. Thank you so much for sending this over. Also want to give a shout out to Noreen Turin. She covered this for ABC 13 News. That's pretty much the only media outlet covering this. This story is shocking. It is graphic. It is disturbing. And it will make you mad. April 14th, 2022. 
Very, very recent story. In Lynchburg, Virginia, there's this young man named Johnny Cashman. He's 38 years old. Johnny Cashman Jr. Johnny's family, they lived in Maine. He was living in Virginia. And even though they were apart, he stayed in contact with them every single day. He talked or texted his mother every single day because he struggled with depression and alcoholism. Two very horrible things to be dealing with. And he knew that his family was worried about him. He was worried about himself. And keeping in touch with his family was a way to let them know that he was still there. And he still loved them. So, April 14th, talks to his mom. Everything's totally fine. April 15th, he doesn't contact them. April 16th doesn't contact them. April 17th doesn't contact them. They're very, very concerned about what could be happening with Johnny. So on April 19th, 2022, his mom calls the Lynchburg police and asks, can you do a welfare check on my son? He normally talks to me every single day. I haven't heard from him in five days now. So they do. They go to his apartment and they do a welfare check on him. And then they call the mother back and they give just the worst news that any parent could hear. Johnny's dead. Johnny has passed away in his apartment. The father starts talking to the police. And the father goes, so what happened? What happened with my son? Was it was he murdered? Was there, was there any sort of violence? Like he specifically asked those questions. So the police said to the father... It looked like he died of natural causes. Like, that's what it appears to us, that he just died of natural causes. He was just kind of slumped over as if he had died instantly. The father goes, you th totally natural? They're like, yeah, totally natural causes. Uh, we're not going to do an autopsy on him. It just, we know how he died. It just happens, you know. We're not planning on doing an autopsy on him. It's... You know, sometimes these things happen. We know it's sad for the family, but it's just medical illness. The father goes, are you sure? And the police said, yeah, the case is closed. It's just natural causes. So the family from Maine contacted a mortuary service in Lynchburg. They had the body picked up from the morgue and cremated. And the ashes sent back to Johnny's family. On April 29th, Johnny's ex-girlfriend and the girl's mother, the girlfriend's mother, we'll call her Trisha. She didn't give her real name. That's totally fine. That's, I'm just making the name up. Trisha. They contacted Johnny's family and said, hey, you know, I have some of my stuff at Johnny's apartment. Do you mind if I go in there and get the stuff? And the family said, sure, no problem at all. You can do that. So Trisha and her mom show up at Johnny's apartment. And what they saw boggles the mind. Trisha walked in to a bloodbath. There are bloody fingerprints on the wall. There's blood streaks across the chair. There's blood on the floor. And in the bathroom, there is so much blood. It looked, I thought I was being trolled. It is like a human exploded like a Pennywise balloon. And not just blood. It's blood. 
and fecal matter. In this pool on the base of the toilet. Like just if someone just blew up and it's all over the bathroom. Trisha gets freaked out, obviously, by this, right? She was told that he died a natural death out of some sort of medical thing. Now, listen, you can have gastrointestinal issues, right? One of the ways that you die, like they always say this, when you're taking too much ibuprofen, you can rot a hole in your stomach. You begin bleeding out your stomach. Your poop's black. You die in a very, very short period of time. It's very painful. You have to get to the hospital right away. He has an alcohol problem. Any sort of medication he takes can cause stomach bleeding. So it is possible, right? Medical illness. But the blood's everywhere. Now, if that was it. If that was it. If it was just these photographs, these horrific photographs. The police could argue, yeah, I know it's gross. And I know it's horrific, but you got to understand, we go to crime scenes all the time and we've seen people die from murder. We've seen suicides and we've seen natural causes. And sometimes natural causes are super gross because someone's running around the apartment. They're freaking out. They're vomiting blood. That's what the police were saying, that a lot of it looked like someone was vomiting up blood. And then they die. Not just this neat, tidy thing like Elvis on a toilet. It can be very graphic. If that was it, if it was just the fact that we had this young man who bled seriously, seriously bled out in his own apartment. That's not what's at stake here. That's not the only piece of evidence. What happens next is jaw-dropping. The fact that it exists and the fact that the police continue to just sit on this story. Check this out. She leaves the apartment, right? She sees all this stuff. She's horrified. She comes out of the apartment She just happens to run into a neighbor at this apartment complex. And she tells him, oh my God, I just came out of the apartment. There's blood everywhere. I thought it was natural causes. That's what I was told too, natural causes. But I mean, it it just, it looks like a crime scene in there. And it's just disgusting. The neighbor goes, well, Trisha, I have a door cam. I have a camera that records everything in the hallway. It won't let us know what happened in Johnny's apartment, but maybe it'll give us some idea. Let's take a look. So the video footage is basically three clips. The first clip is Johnny walking up the stairs. And this is about like 3.03 in the afternoon. You see Johnny, and this is on April 14th, the last day he talked to his family. The footage is just a long stairwell leading up to a little hallway. And then to the right is Johnny's apartment. That's the whole shot. You just see the stairways kind of descend into darkness, going back to the first floor, presumably. The first piece of video footage you see is Johnny walking up the stairs. Now, this is footage of Johnny the day he died. We know for sure this is the day that he died for what's about to come up. He's walking up the stairs, and this is not what a man who's about to poop out a gallon of blood and a bunch of fecal matter would walk like. I don't, I don't have any scientific experiments. I don't have any scientific experience on what you would walk like. He's just jauntily walking up the stairs. And he goes in the apartment. Now, what's interesting is he showed the neighbor when the police were there. He told the police, yeah, I also have a camera. And he, he says, we watched some footage. But when Noreen was doing the interview on him, he goes, listen, I don't know exactly what footage we watched. And I'll tell you this right now. We didn't have any audio. 
He didn't have any Bluetooth speakers or anything hooked up, so we were just watching the footage. But even if, and we'll, we'll, we'll allow that, right? The police did not hear the audio that you're about to hear. They've heard it now. They've heard it now. They heard it back when Noreen started talking about this, when the family started playing this audio for the police. The police, the Lynchburg Police Department of Virginia, has still been sitting on this story. Absolute incompetence. They are not investigating this. You have video footage of Johnny walking up the stairs and going into his apartment. That's at 3.03. At 3.11, just eight minutes after he enters the apartment. Now, this is very, very graphic audio. So if you want, jump ahead about two, three minutes. Same camera angle. You're looking down a stairway. To the right is Johnny's apartment door. You hear this audio coming from Johnny's apartment. One minute, one minute after Johnny entered his apartment, we have audio of an assault and really of a murder. So same shot all the way down the staircase, Johnny's door to the right, and you just hear that sound coming out of Johnny's apartment. If you skip that part, here's just the transcript. It says, dude, what the F? What are you doing, man? Yo, what the F, dude? And then you hear banging noises and you hear someone yelling stop multiple times. Eight minutes. Eight minutes passed watching that video footage. They have all this footage in this article on ABC 13. Eight minutes after Johnny walked in, seven minutes after you hear those noises, a man, an unidentified man whose face is clearly visible on camera. This man on video leaves the apartment, walks all the way downstairs, turns around, walks back up, covers his hand with the sleeve of his jacket, wipes his fingerprints off of the doorknob, walks back down the stairs, and then there's a few moments of silence and you begin to hear Johnny yell from inside his apartment, Help, help, help. So the family contacts the police and they go, you told us that this was a natural death and we cremated his body. All of that evidence is gone. All of it. And this is an actual quote from the detective regarding this. You said it was okay, we could cremate the body. You said case closed. The detective said, quote, What I was trying to convey was it was a medical emergency. And 
I was talking to your mom and I tried to clarify what I said originally and explain what I meant by the medical emergency being vomiting blood everywhere uncontrollably. He is not saying we were wrong. He is not saying, sorry, we need to investigate this as a murder. He was saying, oh, sorry, miscommunication, bro. Sorry you destroyed that evidence when we said case closed. Here's a quote from the notice of the medical examiner case record. I actually got this screenshot from a really cool video done on this by a channel called Analyze This. I'll put that in the show notes. They, were, they really went over a lot of stuff. One of the things they said was he wasn't slumped over. He was flat on his back in the living room. They really went over all these documents. It's a cool channel. doesn't have a lot of subscribers. So if you're into true crime, it's a good place to check out. This, I got this quote from the screenshot. It said, quote, blood with, this was involving like what they found at the scene, quote, blood with fecal matter mixed in found around home, likely gastrointestinal bleed per investigators. No trauma, no drugs, nothing suspicious. So they looked at this guy, they saw the blood and the poop and go, I must have just bled and pooped himself to death, which happens. You rot your stomach out, right? The family says, though, that he just had a recent medical checkup in January. He had no gastrointestinal issues. Too much ibuprofen can do a lot of damage in a very short time period. It's not going to make you scream out, what the F you doing, dude? Stop, stop, stop. And then a guy wipe his fingerprints off of a doorknob. That, ibuprofen doesn't do that. Ibuprofen doesn't cover its tracks. Now, what's so interesting about this is I was digging in. That's the end of the story. The police have completely been like, well, we're kind of doing an ongoing thing now because now we got a bunch of egg on our face because it turns out that they're not actually even saying we got egg on our face that we were wrong or anything like that. And not only that, they are actually intentionally or incompetently misleading people because what happened was I started looking more into this. On May 2nd, 2022, they started, the police released images from the stairwell. And they said, we're looking to talk to this man. They identified him in the video as Stephen Church from Elizabethtown, Tennessee. On May 23rd, they located him and he provided a statement. There's no arrest. And I was like, what in the world? You have video footage of this guy entering the apartment. You hear a guy screaming for help. And we see him wiping his fingerprints off the door. We see that. What is his statement? What was the statement he gave to the police? What is the clarification? Now, the police said they were specifically looking for him. They said that he was, quote, seen leaving an apartment just before another man's death from apparent medical complications, unquote. So they're still sticking with that. They're still saying that this dude died of medical complications. So let, let's play devil's advocate for a second. Let's play devil's advocate for a second. I'm adding this in because I'm editing the episode and I thought, let, let's, let's look at the other side. What? Because here's the thing. In the articles, it never specifically says it is Johnny's voice going, what the F, man? Stop, stop. What the F? Never specifically says that. We know he's the one yelling, help, help, because he's the only person... In the apartment, after Stephen leaves, there's probably about a minute of Stephen walking down the stairs, walking back up, wiping his fingerprints off the doorknob. It's so ridiculous. I mean, the, the devil's advocate thing, we'll, we'll do it, but 
We have video footage of Stephen Church leaving the apartment right after we hear these noises, right? We hear somebody, either Stephen or Johnny, scream out, What the F, man? Stop, stop, stop. Stephen walks down the stairs, comes back up, wipes his fingerprints off the doorknob, and then walks away. And then probably about 30 seconds pass and you hear a voice from inside the apartment, who, which is Johnny's, definitely going, Help! Help! So... Let's play devil's advocate. Just because I don't want to accuse a man of murder and get sued. Let's play devil's advocate. It's possible that this was the scenario. Stephen was in the apartment. Johnny walks into the apartment. A couple minutes later, we hear, what the F? Stop it. Stop it. And it's, I guess it's possible. I guess anything's possible. I talk about ghosts all the time and banging princesses. That that voice was actually Stephen, and what was going on was Johnny walked in and began vomiting blood everywhere, and Stephen's going, stop it, dude, stop, stop. And all the banging you hear and everything is just Johnny running around the apartment vomiting blood and pooping out blood. That's the devil's advocate thing, that it wasn't a murder, it wasn't an assault, it was a medical thing, even if that's the case, even if that's the case. So if you just saw someone running around their apartment vomiting up blood... Your reaction is to leave them while they're still alive because you hear Johnny clearly yell out, help. Your reaction, I mean, I guess you would want to get away from someone if they were vomiting blood, but think about it. Stephen, let's say that devil's advocate, it's a medical emergency. Stephen then leaves the apartment very, very calmly, walks down the stairs, walks back up the stairs, appears to wipe his fingerprints off the doorknob, covers his hand up with his jacket, wipes the doorknob, goes back down the stairs, you just watch someone have a medical emergency. You're not calling 911. You're not knocking on the neighbor's door. You're not alerting anyone. You're calm as can be. And you just walk away. And the police go, yeah, we're looking for him because he was there around the time or before the time of a medical emergency that may have resulted in someone. The devil's advocate, the devil's advocate theory, while possible, right? Johnny walked in, was having this gastrointestinal disorder. It's possible, but that shows such callousness as well. That someone who you were letting stay at your apartment could watch you vomit blood and then just very calmly leave and not contact the authorities. Remember, it took five days before his body was even found. The family in Maine called. So that's the that's kind of what the narrative is. The police are going with this story, with this medical condition story, and it's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Now, I'm adding this part in because I was editing it and I was thinking, okay, I got to do the devil's advocate thing, even though this is a conspiracy theory podcast. And I do think at this point there is a conspiracy theory to cover up this crime. Let's do the other side. I also want to make a correction. As I was editing this podcast, I was continuing to read articles because this totally fascinates me. I say articles, really, it's just Noreen's article reprinted in different websites. There's not a lot of people talking about this. And as I was working on this, I see another podcast, a much bigger podcast than mine called Generation Y, I think it's called, covered this just a couple weeks ago. So that I didn't know that when I was doing this story. And I'm glad that other people are covering this. Like, they're starting to, right? That's cool. Like, I found that out while I was editing this i was kind of looking around i was trying to get that audio clip that i played for you you're like jason i wish you had it and i found that another podcast had covered this story good awesome more people should know about this 
but I while I have this time, I wanted to make a correction. The neighbor, it's a minor correction. The neighbor was a woman. I kept referring to her as a him. That was just me. I didn't catch that the first time when I was writing my notes down. I put it down as a he. So that was my mistake. So it's either incompetence or it's a cover-up. Maybe a little bit of both. I think generally, I think they probably were incompetent. They walked in. They saw this guy. He's an alcoholic. He had had run-ins with the law. They knew this guy. Who cares? He's just some drunk. You know what really pisses me off about this story when I read it? I thought, that's me. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know what this guy did. <laughs> this guy could have done some disgusting crimes. I don't know. But even then, I go, that's me, man. I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy floating through life. Maybe that's you too. Maybe you're Johnny as well. And if something happened to you, the police, it's just something that happens at 3 p.m. on this cop's afternoon, whatever. Probably made a couple of jokes about it back at the station and went about his day. Now, if it had just been a natural death, fine, dude, whatever. Like, I understand that. But it wasn't a natural death. It was not a natural death. You heard that audio, and I played that audio because it pisses me off. He was pleading for help. You know what I mean? Like, that's he's one of us. He's just a guy going through life, facing problems, fighting his demons, sometimes winning, sometimes losing. And he died brutally. And the police wrote it off like nothing. Pisses me off. Pisses me off to no end. I get it. Listen, I get in trouble whenever I say this, but police are people too. You know, and sometimes that job gets boring. Sometimes you check out, just like when you're working retail or working at a corporate office. Some days you come in and you're not doing 100%. You're doing like 50 at best. You've been doing the job too long. You're underappreciated. You don't get the raise. You probably have personal problems at home. And the same way that you half-ass stuff at your job, cops half-ass stuff at theirs. It happens because they're people. But the difference is is that when I half-ass at my job, murderers don't go free. And if I did half-ass at my job and I got caught because of who I am, I'd own up. I'd say, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, we didn't have the audio at the time. I just saw the video footage of a, one guy walking in and 10 minutes later, one guy walking out. I, I mean, like, what? I didn't really think of it. And we don't know what footage they have either. The neighbor says they took some of the footage, but I don't know actually what he recorded but he just walked in he got a welfare call they said they had to go back multiple times to get into the apartment because he wasn't there he wasn't answering the door finally they got a hold of the manager they went in they found him dead this was a whole day ordeal and i get it dude you're burned out then own up to the mistake that's what pisses me off even more i get it not everyone's 100 percent all the time i do but when you make that mistake, when you realize you have the audio recording of some something happening to him, who knows what? 
for all we know, they made him swallow a ton of ibuprofen. It doesn't sound like it. it. Sounds like a man being beaten to death. When you make a mistake, you own up to it, right? And you double down your efforts and you put out, find this guy. But see, if they do that, see, the, the police don't want to publicize this case because then all of the stuff that goes with it. They have to admit, yeah, we dropped the ball. Yeah, we did this. Yeah, we did that. And they have this investigation. Hopefully, they're having an internal affairs investigation into all of this. But you know what I mean? Like, now, it could just get even more messy for them. But I don't care about them. Johnny's one of us. He's just somebody living life. Just a dude who died brutally. And the police wrote it off as a natural cause. Think about all the pieces that had to fall into place for this to be uncovered. The ex-girlfriend had to show up and the apartment hadn't been cleaned up by the manager to be re-rented out. She had to have... That was a big part was the ex-girlfriend showing up because she knew the neighbor. See? And he goes, yeah, that, I got video footage of this. What if he didn't have the camera? If one of those two things were missing, his family would have just been like, Johnny, you know, poor Johnny. He struggled through his whole life and then he had this medical event and he died. He died far away from us. I wish he was with us. But now that family's embroiled in a murder mystery with a suspect that the cops don't really seem that keen on catching. Absolutely bizarre. Absolutely infuriating. And sad. Right? Sad. Sad story. Young man dies. It's always sad. Young people die, you know. Absolute incompetence. Followed up by a cover-up. The Lynchburg police of Lynchburg, Virginia should be ashamed of themselves. But the problem is they're not. Because if they were ashamed of themselves, they would do whatever it took to catch this guy. I love being proved wrong. I really do. When it comes to stuff like this, I would love it if they catch him tomorrow. I love being proved wrong. So Lynchburg police, please, prove me wrong about you. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.